When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thursday, December 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. <clears throat> Hoynesy, we had a chance today to uh, sit down and talk with Chris Antonetti, uh, Indians president of baseball operations uh, via Zoom, a, a day after the big uh, non-tender date in baseball where there was a lot of action, there was a lot of movement in terms of uh, players out there becoming free agents because their teams decided not to offer them contracts and, and go through the arbitration process. For the Indians, it was Tyler Naquin and Delano DeShields, uh, the two big names, uh, guys that uh, were, were non-tendered, as well as Jeffrey Rodriguez, uh, who was not eligible for arbitration, but uh, we'll get into why they non-tendered Jeffrey uh, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, just uh, your reaction to what Antonetti had to say about uh, cutting ties with Tyler Naquin, a former first-round pick, and uh, Delano DeShields, who, who really sort of had a lot of obstacles to success uh, in his one year in Cleveland. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, I thought one of those guys would get non-tendered. I thought DeShields might be non-tendered. I didn't think they'd non-tender Naquin just because, you know, he's shown flashes of, of uh, you know, being a good, off solid offensive player, but you know, he was hurt again last year, at least a little at the start of the season. Uh, and, you know, they are they are in a cost-cutting uh, situation. And, you know, this is the way, I guess, you know, both guys could have made about close to $2 million this year in, in, through arbitration or, you know, with the power of arbitration behind them. So, you know, that's – and, they, and uh, now, you know, the, kind of the attention turns to uh, who, who's going to fill out the outfield, Joe. What do you think? Right. Exactly. With uh, you combine those two uh, non-tenders along with trading away Adam Simber, and you've saved yourself about six million dollars in arbitration salaries for those three guys. Uh, and and yeah, the the holes are obvious in the outfield now. Uh, corner spots really because uh, you've got a couple of center fielders on the roster in Zimmer and Mercado. But where's the power going to come from? Where are the where are the RBIs going to come from uh, on the corners? Uh, is Jordan Luplo an everyday guy? Is Josh Naylor an everyday guy? Uh, there's there's a whole mix of you know five six outfielders who you could look at that are internal candidates on the roster, uh, but it doesn't seem right now that the Indians are are going to be going after any, any anybody who's like a a marquee name, like uh, uh, the guys that got non-tendered across the league yesterday. You're looking at guys like Eddie Rosario, uh, Kyle Schwarber from the Cubs, and Adam Duvall from the, the Braves. Duvall hit 16 home runs last year. Uh, those guys are, are probably not likely candidates for the Indians to, to bring in, uh, even on a one-year deal. 
Yeah, I would love to. I love Rosario. I think he's, I mean, mostly because every time the Indians play him, it seems like he hits two home runs. But, uh, um, you know, I think he would be a great fit. But, you know, he's like a 9 to $10 million player, right, if they pick him up. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a, still eligible for arbitration. You know, he's got some flaws defensively, strikes out a lot, but at least they'd have some power in that outfield. I mean, what, Joe? They had, what, nine, ten different outfielders last year? They, they combined to hit 11 home runs. Uh, Jimmy Ingram at Forbes, uh, for Forbes magazine, had a great stat. He said 41 players last year hit more than 11 home runs. And the wow. Indians, whole outfield combined to hit well, 11 home runs. Take it even further, the Indians outfielders combined for 62 RBIs in the season. 62 total RBIs in the season among Indians outfielders. 20 of those were Tyler Naquin, and 12 of those were uh, Domingo Santana. So you, you're already lost. You're down to, of the remaining guys who come back, now, that's not counting uh, Framil Reyes, who had 34, uh, but he was a DH the entire time. He didn't set foot in the outfield uh, except during a walk-off celebration. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're talking about that's, geez, you know, 38 RBIs total for your team uh, coming back at a, out of the 60-game season. Uh uh, Oscar Mercado, I believe, had a negative 0. 0.5 uh, OPS plus, and le- league average is 100. That's how bad things were. So yeah, the the offense was bad. They need somebody. They need and and really the only way you're going to get that guy is via a trade. It is somebody that that can be included in in the Lindor deal that's that's coming. That's imminent. Uh, I, I floated a couple of names in a, in a post that I put up there yesterday uh, in, you know, young guys like Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh from, from the angels or possibly, uh, you know, Brandon Nimmo, somebody like that, somebody with a little versatility, uh, JD Davis from, from the Mets uh, as likely landing spots for, for Lindor. They, these are the kind of guys that the Indians need. Yeah, Joe, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you, you look at the guys that are coming back right now. Daniel Johnson, we don't know anything about. We don't know if he can play or not. Uh, Zimmer, uh, you know, Zimmer, we, you know, we've seen flashes, but is he over that shoulder injury? Mercado, you know, he dropped off the cliff last year, like you were saying, offensively. Uh, Nolan Jones, you know, he's a, he's a converted third baseman. And, you know, you know he's going to have to play in the minors. He's not going to really be a big help next season. And, and, and Nolan Jones isn't going to be around until sometime in May. There's no way right. he breaks camp with the club. You know, then, you, then you've got Luplo. I mean, so far he's a platoon guy. You know, that's what we've seen. You know, to, it's unfortunate that he had the back injury early in the season last year because we never got to see him really get a chance. Uh, Bowers, we, we, he, didn't, he didn't get one at bat in the big leagues last no. year. No, so that, that tells you something. And, and Naylor – you know, he could be the first – he could switch between first and third base, but at least, you know, we saw some – a little bit of production out of him. Right. Yeah, there, there was a flash at the end from Naylor, and, and, and really Naylor's natural spot is first base. Uh, so you don't know what, what's going to be the case there. Jake Bowers, I believe, just recently uh, got engaged. So maybe there's a, a bit of a maturing process there that, that might happen 
uh, you know, season him up a little good, a little bit, uh, and and really get him to focus on. Uh, but you never know. Uh, I mean, guy could get married, guy guy becomes a dad, something like that. All the power goes. Oh, Mike Trout's the only one who hits daddy home runs. So uh, uh, I guess Jake Bowers, but but really they've been waiting on him to to show maturity. That's that that's the number one thing is you know, show that he belongs and he can stay in the big leagues. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and there's no really help on the horizon. I mean, George Valera, what's their top outfield prospect? 19. He's 19, 20 years old. Uh, we saw him a little bit in spring training too. Has a nice swing, but he's not ready to help you. So they're going to have to go outside and, and bring in, you know, at least a bat. You know, Joe, we, you know, you just can't win like this. It's just, you need production and and then you, you go to the middle of the infield. Well, that's what I was going to say. Everything we just said about uh, the outfield, you can now say about second base and, and the middle of the infield. Yeah, you could drive a, you know, a semi-truck through that. And that's how big the hole is right now. Cesar Hernandez is gone. Uh, Lindor <laughs> will be gone. All expectation is going to be gone. And, you know, who do you got there? I mean, uh, Ernie, well, Ernie. The, the name that the name that Chris Antonetti mentioned not once but twice in his uh, his comments to the media today was Yu Chang as being the guy who's got the most major league experience. You're talking about what you know, thirty games worth of experience. Yeah, I mean, he he was on. I mean, he was he played for like half the season last year, but only got like nine at bats or something like that. So I mean, they weren't really. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, you know. And, you know, I found, you know, it was interesting, you know, that uh, they were asking, you know, he, uh, Chris uh, Antonetti wouldn't go into any detail and he didn't think he would about, you know, uh, a Lindor, a potential Lindor trade, but he was asked who's, who are sh some shortstops that could help next year. I found it really interesting that he named uh, uh, Gabriel Arias. He's on the 40, man. Mm -hmm. And this kid hasn't played above a ball. And, uh, you know, he's 19-20. He had 17 home runs at A-ball last year, I think, for, for San Diego. Um, so right. that, that would be the Indians, the Indians got Arias in the, the Mike Clevenger trade over the summer. Right, right. But he would be what, you know, what, what he's expect out of him? He's 20 years old, you know. So right. is he ready to, 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 you know, replace Lindor? I mean, you're going to have to – you know, have to, have to have maybe a stopgap guy or, you know, maybe you bring back Mike Freeman. I, I don't know. I mean, but Mike Freeman's a utility guy. We haven't seen him play every day, so. Right. And, you know, if you're, if you're going with just internal candidates and guys that, uh, that are in-house, and, and really if you're starting the season with Yu Chang at shortstop and Ernie Clement at second base, there's, you're in a, a world of hurt right now. Uh, but based on, okay, let's say that there's no Lindor trade before the season, which, you know, we never got a confirmation from Antonetti if that's something they're looking to do anyways. So going into opening day right now with only players that are on the Indians 40-man roster versus a left-handed starter, your potential opening day lineup could be Lindor at shortstop, Mercado in left, Jose Ramirez at third, Framil Reyes at DH, uh, Jordan Luplo in right, Josh Naylor at first, Yu Chang at second, Bradley Zimmer in center, and Roberto Perez at catcher. And I just did that off the top of my head. 
uh, against a right-handed starter. Uh, Lindor at short, maybe Daniel Johnson in right, Ramirez at third, uh, Framil Reyes at DH, Naylor in left, Chang at second base, uh, Bowers at first, Roberto Perez at catcher, and Zimmer in center. I, does that lineup scare you at all if you're anybody in the AL Central? You know, no. I mean, but here, remember this, Joe. In 2019, the opening day lineup, who played in the middle of the diamond? Can you? This uh, is the, Eric, Eric Stamets oh. and Brad Miller. Wow. Yeah. Were the, I, I remember it because it was ridiculous. <laughs> well, Kip, you could have Kipnis a lot of ridiculous and, next season. <laughs> yeah, Kipnis and, Kipnis and Lindor were both on the DL early uh, with, with calf strains, I think. And Eric Stamets got a, a cup of coffee at the start of the year, and Poor it got Eric. real cold real quick. Oh man, what a good guy! But what did he go all for thirty or something? He had one. He was one for forty. Or... It was it was it was not good. You trying to stump me with who was up the middle? In the <laughs> Come on, how do you think? How do you think I don't know that one? Oh man, yeah. And then Brad Miller goes and gets cut, and, and yeah, and 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 uh, it's. And is upset. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know, <laughs> to his credit, he, he was probably right. If they had kept him, he probably would have hit better than Kipnis that year. Yeah, I mean, and, and he he's still he's still swinging it pretty good. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, that's that was the majority of what um, Antonetti talked about today was you know that that sort of the lack of having a minor league season last year and uh, you know, the reduction of the minor leagues for next year really makes it hard to evaluate some of these guys for their major league potential. And when you're talking about internal candidates to fill these positions, and that's really all he, he wants to talk about. Chris Antonetti has never really been one to, to speculate about players who are available or, or free agents or trades or anything like that. He'll only talk about the guys who he's got, on the 40-man roster, in the mix that he can, he can control. Uh, it really, it's just not very exciting for us or inspiring for, for Indians fans or those who follow the team. No, I mean, and, you know, if, you know, they, they say they're not rebuilding. They say, um, you know, that they haven't, you know, they, you know, every year the media, you know, talks about rebuilding. Are they rebuilding this year? And they say, you know, we haven't, you know, we, we keep winning. We keep, uh, you know, getting – getting to the postseason or getting close. And, uh, but this, this smells like uh, if you're not rebuilding, you're, you're walking the razor's edge here. And right. really and you're going to, you're hoping to win every game three to two, two to nothing with your uh, pitching staff. You're, you're, you're going to be taxing that young pitching staff quite, quite regularly throughout the season. Uh, he was asked about payroll. Uh, Antonetti's response about payroll. We do not have a hard specific number for payroll. Uh, as we are all living in a very uncertain world, there are a lot of variables out there right now. And we're hopeful as we gain more information over the coming weeks, that will become a little more clear as to what we might be able to do. Uh, he was asked if they think that they're going to have to trim even more payroll than they already have this year. Uh, and, and that's what he sort of flipped that on the, we're, we're going to try to be sustainably competitive. Those are the moves that we've made over the last 18 to 24 months. You're talking about trading Kluber, Bauer, and, and Clevenger. Uh, so all those have been designed to put them on a path, a path for, a, you know, the future. 
Uh, he said the farm system, good young major, uh, major league players right now. Uh, if there are opportunities for us to build on that base, we will explore it. Uh, so, so he's not necessarily being evasive about it, but he's not really telling us what we need to know in terms of what the payroll is going to look like and whether or not they still need to make drastic cuts to get to a number where they can survive financially. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Joe, I think the only way they can make sig significant additions to this roster, you know, going through trade or, or free agency is, uh, you know, by making cuts. And, you know, that's where the Lindor thing comes in. And, and that's where, I mean, if they move a pitcher like uh, Carlos Carrasco or somebody like that, uh, you know, that's, that's where the savings is going to be. And that's where they're going to be able to turn around and may perhaps use that money to uh, fill another hole on the, on the roster. Well, you know, what they're building towards right now and what they're gaining towards is trying to have a roster with as many major league minimum contracts on it as possible. And, and he was asked if, uh, if there was a chance that they might look at offering a contract extension to Shane Bieber. You know, back in, uh, was it, 2015 was when they signed Corey Kluber to, to his deal the year after he won his first Cy Young Award. Well, that's, that's about time for, for Shane Bieber to get a taste. Uh, he, he, again, he said he knew he was giving a frustrating answer to the group, but, uh, you know, they haven't talked about contract extensions in the media, and they're not going to start now. But he did praise Shane Bieber for being exactly what the Indians, you know, hope and envision and want uh, out of a player. Yeah, that's, uh, um, you know, if I'm Shane Bieber, I don't know if I take a multi-year off. Do you? I mean, you think of the examples, Lynn, uh, you well, know, Clevenger and Bauer have said, you know, before you, and those those were your kind of peers, the guys you followed. They went year to year. Um, well, but uh, really, are they your peers, or is Corey Kluber your peer? Is yeah. is 2015 Corey Kluber your peer? And do, but but really, he's not because he was a little older. He was. Yeah, he, Kluber was 28. 28, 29. He had he had, he was going to get one bite of the apple, and he had to take it. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, um, Bieber. 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 Bieber is what twenty four, maybe twenty five. Yeah, he's about to turn so, twenty five. So yeah, so um, you know he's he's in a little better position. I think you know at at the uh, you know two years ago at the uh, at Tribe Fest, you know he said he'd be open to it, and usually they they talk extension you know, towards the end of spring training or during spring training, you know, and then, you know, they'll, they'll announce it maybe early in, early in April or, you know, late, late in March. So, you know, that, that I, they might have other things on the front burner right now. Instead right. Of and he's, and he's in line to be a super two as well. He'll, he'll get what four shots at arbitration. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's yeah. the case. So, um, yeah. So who knows, but, Okay, so the, the word there for Indians fans hoping to, to see a Shane Bieber extension, don't hold your breath anytime soon. Uh, he was asked about, Antonetti was asked about uh, Fran Mil Reyes and whether we should expect to see Fran Mil Reyes shagging fly balls in the outfield this year. Uh, he said Fran Mill is uh, committed to not wanting to be just a DH. But from what we saw, uh, especially in the uh, summer training camp uh, portion of the season last year, uh, the best way to keep Fran Mill healthy and upright is to keep Fran Mill out of the outfield. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I, 
I'm going to wait to hear Terry Francona say that before, <laughs> before if he's going to play uh, Fran Mill in, in right field or left field. I, I, I don't know. I guess, you no, know, obviously he played every day out in San Diego or, or pretty close to that, you know, right. every day in San Diego. So he can't do it. So I guess. And he did, he he did, and he did so well that San Diego traded him away in a three team <laughs> deal to get him to the American league. So. Uh, who knows, you know, the universal DH may or may not be. And that was sort of something that that's messed with a lot of teams uh, on this non-tender date. You know, a guy like a Kyle Schwarber, uh, how can you tender him a contract if, uh, you know, he's a, a defensive, li- Adam, Adam Duvall as well, his defensive liability. You know, how do you tender him a contract if you don't know if the universal DH is coming back to the National League? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Schwarber is, is out there. And, you know, of, of all the talk uh, that the Cubs were going to make changes, I thought, you know, he was kind of, he's kind of still, he was a little unexpected, you know, but, but I guess the, they could still maybe trade one of those guys, Baez or, or uh, you know, the third baseman. But uh, I, I think Bryant might, might be the, the, the more likely trade candidate for sure. Uh, they, Antonetti did mention that uh, Fran Reyes thinks he can play infield. You know, thinks he can. Yeah. I saw him taking ground balls at shortstop. <laughs> at shortstop, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, five. there might be a need for him at shortstop. Two hundred eighty pound shortstop. Dear Lord, with the voice of an angel. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what we need to to see. So, so yeah, uh, a, a lot of good info, but not a lot of, I guess, deep info from uh, from Chris Antonetti's media session today. Uh, we we mentioned. Um, uh, Delano DeShields and uh, Tyler Naquin uh, moving on from the organization. Also, Jeffrey Rodriguez. Uh, it sounds like they want to bring him back on a, on a minor league deal, and this was just a, sort of a, one of those formality moves uh, to, to non-tender him, and then they can, can bring him back in a, in, a, in a lesser role. Yeah, you know, I think they, you know, they create a space on the 40, man. There's 37 guys on there now. Going into the Rule Five draft, maybe uh, you know they they make a make a selection in uh, you know in the major league portion of the Rule Five draft. They haven't done that for a while, uh, and you know that's if you're looking for a cheap way to add a big league player, that might be uh, that might uh, you know be be a, at least uh, you know an option. But uh, yeah, I, I you know I was I was surprised with. Uh, with Rodriguez, it was like he was just standing on the corner and got run over by a runaway bus or something, you know? I mean, he wasn't even eligible for arbitration and bang, he gets, he gets banged. But, you know, I guess, uh, you know, now, like you were saying, they can bring him back if he wants to come back, he's a free agent, but uh, he can continue his rehab. And they, you know, that when he was healthy, they really liked his arm. Right. And, you know, he's, to me, he was a, a piece that could have fit in that bullpen, you know, a big guy, hard thrower, I, I thought when they were sort of grooming him for that role that he fit more like what the, the, uh, the Rays do with their relievers. You know, they yeah, just bring point. out a, 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 a trail of, uh, you know, a long line of guys who are six foot five and throw 110 miles an hour. And I thought uh, Rodriguez fit that bill for them. So maybe, maybe there's something there. Uh, and we'll see him up in, in, next, in the next season if he's healthy. All right, Oinsey, uh, we will be off on Friday, back at it again Monday with another podcast uh, as we sort of get uh, closer. Actually, another award season kicks off next week. Yeah. We got <laughs> award season part two because we will have the, the all MLB team. 
uh, finalists. We'll have Hank Aaron Award and uh, what else? There's uh, a Hank Aaron and uh, the uh, Robert Clemente. And, and I think there's uh, the Ford Frick Award is also uh, right. out there. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, still, I guess, I guess this is hot stove. It's more like a tepid kind of stove. Yeah, yeah right. There hasn't been a whole lot of action. Not a whole lot of action. So Yeah, and uh, what, Ram Jose Ramirez is a finalist for the uh, for Hank, the Hank Aaron. Aaron. Correct, yes. And, and I would assume that Ramirez and Bieber are, uh, you know, good, strong candidates for all MLB if not yeah, first they team. Had, they had a bunch of players on that, right? Didn't they have six or seven players, like, on the candidates? Or I don't know if that was a five. You know, right, and I would say that Bieber and Ramirez would be the two that would yeah. probably, uh, have the, the best shot. So, all right, Paul, we'll check back in with you again on Monday here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>